LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! Recapping the Brian Kelly press conference, we normally go directly after the end of the presser, but uh, your boy was traveling today, had an awesome weekend in Baton Rouge, and now happy to be back with you live. Or if you're listening to this on podcast or on YouTube down the road, give it a subscribe. Of course, ring the bell, five-star reviews. Let's get to it, okay? So the first thing, obviously is the kickoff time for Texas A&M will be at 11 a.m. So the next week's game, of course, is a night game uh, versus Georgia State. And then, of course, the week after that, we will have uh, a very interesting situation as LSU, for the first time in forever, will play at 11 a.m. versus Texas A&M. It should be very interesting that that game is a morning game traditionally That game is played at night. So uh, the only day game, if you would have told me this before the season, if if that was going to be Texas A&M, that absolutely blows my mind. But before we get into the Brian Kelly press conference, he was asked today about um, Jimbo Fisher being fired. And I need your response to this. Do you believe this is a good thing for LSU? Or do you think this is potentially something Bad because obviously, more than likely, Texas A&M will remain a permanent team for LSU moving forward. I would lean towards that team more than any other being on LSU schedule every year um, after 2024. I don't like it. I I don't really get excited for the Texas A&M game. But, you know, just as far as Jimbo Fisher is concerned, he was bad. I mean, he was really bad at Texas A&M. I have have made this point a gazillion times over. There is no school in the SEC West that has played a more favorable schedule than Texas A&M. And even with that going in Jimbo Fisher's favor, even with all the talent coming into Texas A&M, even with all the resources you could ask for, even with a deeper NIL pool, this guy could not get this team to win games at a high level. And, you know, I begin to think that maybe this isn't a good thing for LSU that Jimbo Fisher got fired. I'll tell you this. It's not a good thing for LSU that Zach Arnett got fired because Zach Arnett is terrible. But obviously at LSU, we're not so worried about Mississippi State being something that we have to worry about every year. Texas A&M is a school that we have to worry about each and every season. So it is very Interesting. So type Y for yes, type in for no, if you can hear me loud and clear. Once again, um, you know, we, we normally won't go live at, at 3 p.m. in the afternoon unless it's an absolute breaking news story. And there is a lot of breaking news today. But next week, we will go directly after uh, the BK press conference and be back on our original schedule. I will also not be on AYS tonight. For those that look forward to that every Monday, I will be on Tuesday night, uh, as I have uh, some college basketball games uh, to call um, tonight. So really excited about that, but more excited 
at the moment to be with you answering all your questions. So I, I do think Jimbo being bad helped us. I, I really do believe so. Even though his team tore our team up last year, um, for the most part, we have dominated this series uh, versus the Aggies. And the, the, the truth is, um, I, I'm going to miss him because he sucked. He really, really, really sucked. And it's amazing he is getting a $76 million check to just walk away forever. Even though I think the claims about how bad the contract was is not really uh, that big of a deal. Because let's just say Jimbo Fisher did turn out to be what Texas A&M thought he was going to be. Then the contract would pay off, right? We can get into a different debate about that a different day. So. I, I'm interested to see if Sam Pittman's going to get fired uh, before the end of the season at this point. Um, you know, he went to his press conference today. Um, there is no final agreement, even though there are people out there saying that he has already kind of sort of wink, wink, nod, nod, been fired. I would wait for that information to come out. Now, obviously, we get to the Brian Kelly press conference right now. OK, not really anything newsworthy other than John Emery being out for the season with an ACL. Also, we got the injury update here on Logan Diggs. He is still day to day, but obviously really sad news uh, for John Emery. And it's going to be an interesting off season with what LSU wants to do moving forward with John Emery. Nothing newsworthy regarding Jaden Daniels, other than a gazillion questions about the greatness of Jaden Daniels. And that's good. Right. We personally, even though it's not necessarily illuminating um, because we've heard all the Jaden stories pretty much up to this point, we want the media asking as many Jaden Daniels questions out there because that is more and more Jaden being in the news. OK, I know that this is going to sound a little misguided because LSU football and football in general, we are all about the team and the team comes first. Individual awards come second. The Heiser Trophy, though, is different, right? Sure, we would like every season for the Heisman and our team success to go hand in hand. But this is not the case this year, right? One individual's season has transcended the team, right? And Jaden Daniels is a team-first guy. You know, he's first one in, last one's out. Obviously, they changed all the LSU compounds keypad protocol to allow him to stay in the facility to watch film on hours on end. And like I said from the beginning, you know, the one thing that I was consistently told about Jaden Daniels is the intangible things outweigh his actual play on the field. And now his play on the field has matched his intangible. So he's done all the right things. He has said all the right things. It's never once has there been anything controversial in his career relatively um, at all associated with his name, right? And yeah, I, I'm glad the media is asking all these questions. And the big thing that Brian Kelly said today, and this was relayed from you know the press conference, a great question, was asked, what is the biggest difference uh, between Jaden Daniels from last year to this year? And Brian Kelly said the deep ball. We are by far the leader in deep 
play percentage. We have more 20-yard plays than anyone else. Jaden Daniels has 76 20-yard plays this year that he has accounted for. Everyone else, I don't think there's anyone else over 60. I saw this stat earlier from Dane Brugler. Now you have pretty much a lot of prominent media members saying Jaden Daniels deserves to be the Heisen Trophy. Um, we have seen more traditional media say that. Obviously, some LSU-affiliated media like Booger McFarlane and uh, Ryan Clark are going to say Jaden Daniels deserve the Heisen because we're all LSU fans. But even if you take that away – the facts are the facts, right? So up to this point, the national media that has gotten behind Jaden Daniels includes um, Big Cat, Barstool Big Cat. One, uh, Dan Cat's one of the biggest you know, sports personalities on the planet. Um, Brandon Walker, who also works with uh, w- with him, is definitely you know a pretty prominent college football personality. He has said Jaden Daniels. Um, another untraditional media member is the college football nerds. They are also in the camp that Jaden Daniels deserved the Heisen Trophy. And it's to the point now where you it's hard to argue anybody to the contrary other than these idiots, and they are idiots who continue to say this, that the wins and losses have anything to do with it. It doesn't. It's an individual award, okay? Um, if that's the case, then Carson Beck is a better quarterback than Jaden Daniels, and nobody is going to make that claim unless you are a Georgia fan, okay? Um and you can make that case for a lot of different quarterbacks, right? Just because Jordan Travis is undefeated and just because he beat Jaden Daniels, that that means that that doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. Jaden's numbers are so far superior than everybody else. He averages over 400 yards per game. Nobody averages uh, over 360. Nobody else. He averages 57 more yards per game than any other quarterback. So it's the the the, the truth is 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 simple. Jaden Daniels is your Heisman Trophy winner, and pretty much every single Brian Kelly quote just pointed to that, right? His intangibles, um, you know, the the exit meeting that Jaden had with uh, Brian Kelly last year. And look, that is going to be the biggest story for the rest of the season, and it's something that obviously we're going to be talking about relentlessly. I did think from the Brian Kelly press conference, the single – and I just listened to a podcast on this very topic, right? Um, often in life, the biggest takeaways from press conferences, books, um, movies, sometimes the most important message is the one that's not relayed by the media, right? Uh, it's a footnote, if you will. I truly do believe if you are one of those people that – um, you, you, you're tired of the Jaden Daniels, you know, narrative being bashed over your head because we have talked about it nonstop. It does help that, you know, I'm a Jaden super fan here, but I, I do want to bring up Shay Dixon's question was really good today. As far as Brian Kelly, um, focusing on team building. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's so important, but before I get to that, I want to welcome in every single person here the master blaster thank you so much for coming to hang out with me this weekend you made my weekend you and your significant other who is far more talented and smarter than you are uh we talked about bowling we talked about life we ate alligator balls yes i'll say it aloud we ate balls together clip that how you want it that's the most ultimate pause moment ever oh we had a good time man uh, Chance hates the 11 a.m. kickoff. Good to see you. Big Jake, 
Logan, uh, we do have a hard cutoff here in about 30 minutes. So if you want to get your questions in, get them in now. Uh, let's go to Rob G. I hope John comes back. He was looking good before he got hurt. Yeah, it, it's it, it's just it, John Emery's just been so unlucky in his career, right? Some of the bad luck is is on him, right? You know, you're, you're always personally responsible for some of what happens to you. But honestly, a lot of it is just bad luck, right? He has by far the most impressive juke of any non-Jaden runner this year. And it was re-freaking-diculous that he shook him that bad, okay? And on the same run, you know, what happened happened. It sucks. What does LSU do next, though? All right? Brian, he sent me a Facebook message earlier today. Um, I really appreciate you, Brian. And he's not an LSU fan. He's a, he's. I won't say the team you're a fan of because it's a, it's it's tough sledding, and it's not Texas A&M for Brian. Huh? 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 Yeah, presenting games as QB versus QB is one of the most annoying trends out there. Yeah, but it sells tickets. It, it creates media interest. American sports is star driven, right? It, it's all about the stars. Okay, and the biggest stars we have in American sports, um, in, in the sports most popular, you know, or the most popular sport in America is 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 quarterback, right? So that's why you see things build as quarterback versus quarterback. Okay. And I get why you do it. I do think some quarterback head-to-head metrics are interesting, but it is stupid to do that. It really is. Okay. Um, however. If it benefits my QB, I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. None of the QB wins and losses matter, except for the fact that Joe Burrow more often than not beats Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. So wins and losses, if it helps my quarterback, it matters. If it doesn't help my quarterback, no, nah, uh-uh. Ha, 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 ha. Kidding. I like to be as objective as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, you know, it, before I get into this uh, this question that that, um, that Brian Kelly was asked today by Shay Dixon, I do want to bring up one very important thing. Okay, and it's very important to think of this. We are still living in the golden age of LHU athletics. We're still living in it. Okay. One, one little thing, cause we're not, we're not going for too long. I do want to bring up one thing. Michaela Williams looks like an alpha. I'm just saying she looks like her. She looks like that next supernova superstar. It's early, and I'm very biased when it comes to this because she is a former PHL guest. I defend my PHL guest, okay? Just just want to point that out. Now we get back to football, okay? We get back to football. And this kind of goes along with Shay Dixon's question to Brian Kelly from Pierce. Over under on AM portal transfers and high school commits to make their way to the Tigers. I say 3.5. So Pierce, 
that's up to you if you want to include Weston Davis. Do you want me to include Weston Davis? Um, and while Pierce answers that, this was the biggest thing. Shea asked Brian Kelly about roster building. Okay. He said, hey, coming up, um, LSU, uh, you, you, the, the transfer portal is about to open up. Coaches are being fired. Well, he didn't bring that up, but that's part of the equation here. And Shea said, hey, look, what is it we are going to what, what? How are you going to build the roster? Because we do have a higher roster count than we did in years past. Remember, when Brian Kelly was rebuilding the roster, he started with 39. OK, so basically he had an infinite amount of roster space. OK, when you go from 39 all the way up to 81, 85 is a big number, but you guys know about what happened to us. Still, he had a he had a high number of, of slots to work with. Okay. Brian Kelly emphasized today how selective they are going to be when it comes to the portal. Okay. Something else he mentioned was the emphasis on freshmen. Okay. He says we have a massive, massive freshman class. Coming in, in other words, high school freshmen. Now, of course, there are going to be some transfers that are needing to come in and, and be, you know, part of this team to contribute. This is where, obviously, Brian Kelly knows this roster better than me. Not only just from things that we can see, but things that we don't see. Right? He's able to tell if, you know, a position coach is probably going to stay or leave. He can also tell the relationship that each player has with the school. So BK probably has an idea of guys that uh, may or may not enter the portal. So once again, he knows all that information and I don't. I think LSU is going to need to take another massive, massive portal class. Now, every team does that. Every single team does that, okay? You have to bring in a massive portal class. It's just how the sport works. Now, of course, you don't need to do that as much as, let's say, a Georgia or an Alabama because, well, they recruit so well out of high school. But even then, those guys need portals, uh, portal players. Okay? Let's take a look at the team. One of the teams that beat us this year, Florida State, is a massive, massive portal team. Probably the single most dominant team when it comes to just their portal talent, okay? Two best receivers portal, best quarterback portal, second best DT portal, offensive linemen. They got two really good linemen from the portal, and they're not really good. They, they start, though, and best linebackers a portal, best corners a portal, and so on and so on and so on. And they lost uh, some 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 nice pieces from last year's team to this year's team. So we're still going to need to hit the portal pretty hard. But what's going to need to happen is if Brian Kelly wants to bring in a massive, massive high school class of high school recruits, obviously we have some that we are looking to flip, as Pierce said a minute ago. Um if, if we're looking to bring in, you know, a bunch of guys, let's make sure we have room uh, to, to to bring in some transfers as well. So 
that total roster number is going to be very interesting. And it is also going to be interesting to see how many numbers of players actually enter the portal. Okay. So, uh, Shamar Stewart. Oh, you're a Shamar Stewart guy. I mean, there's a lot of guys on, the, on that team, obviously, that have Louisiana ties, but just have LSU leans, whether they're current commits or 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 current players on their actual roster. Next thing. Wardell Mack, uh, a defensive back, a corner we could really use, did flip from Corey Raymond in Florida to Texas. Okay? Um, I, I, I'm not sure if we were ever truly um, in it uh, over these last couple of months. Okay? I'm not the biggest recruiting insider, but it's just, you know, you, you just kind of feel those things, right? Obviously, we want to do a better job of keeping our in-state talent in-state. I'm still very happy with our defensive crop. I understand that a lot of you are disappointed with some of the um, defensive side of the football recruiting, but we still have a very blue-chip heavy um, defensive recruiting class coming in. Okay, Look, we also have some guys that are really locked in on being at LSU. Okay. Maybe one of these guys that's kind of a like middle tier four star or, or or three star is actually a stud. What if Jawan Johnson is 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 him? What if uh BB Causey is really him? I mean, you honestly never really know those things. So um obviously that that stinks, but like I always say, we still got actual football games going on right now. Not really so worried about you know, this recruit or that recruit at this point, unless they're actually about to commit or actually sign. Okay. So let's see here. We'll take a, 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 a few more um, before we have to skedaddle. Uh, let's go to Brian here. How big of a hire was Brad Davis for LSU? Massive. Brad has been really, really, really good this year for us. Okay. We have really only had one game on the offensive line where we we just really struggled, and that was obviously the very first one. Um the next thing that I would I would bring up is, and I, I do think this is pretty freaking key okay is charles turner you know he had the rough game from the week before um and it it stunk it really 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 stunk okay and i hated it for him not not that his performance stunk it wasn't great but i hated that in that game it went that rough and obviously the fact that the very, you know, next week he comes out and has, you know, one of the best games of his career and wins SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week is really freaking good. Okay. Normal guy. 
Oh, well, good luck to uh, the uh, Salmon quarterback. Am I saying that correctly? I didn't know that was your brother. Cool stuff. Uh, what's up, Logan? Does LSU ditch Matt House and go DC shopping this offseason, or do you think BK is locked in with him? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because one kind of sort of uh, bizarre thing that Brian Kelly acknowledged today, and it was a question about Mike Dimbrock and uh, Joe Sloan. So it wasn't a question about Matt House. BK went out of his way to talk about all the criticism, and it was just a brief little you know, anecdote, the criticism that Matt House has received up to this point. Um, it obviously stinks, okay? Um, but, you know, I, I really do feel this way. Uh, at first, there are some players and coaches that get very unjust criticism. One of those has been Jaden Daniels, where I felt like the criticism has just been when he wasn't playing well, was a little over the top. And look, I've been critical of Jaden. Um, I think everybody's been critical of Jaden, but I do think um, it was over the top. Um, you know, we had some people saying he needs to play running back and and whatever. Um, you know, I I I go back to this about 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 Matt House is, I mean, he got so much praise last year. Um, you know, I feel like LSU fans, for the most part, when it comes to criticizing or showing love to a player or a coach, I feel like more often than not they're pretty fair. I, I, I do, okay? Now, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but for the most part, I feel like most LSU fans, or at least the ones that watch my channel, are fair. One other thing, um, I was glad that, glad that Brian Kelly was asked about Malik Neighbors, and he was also specifically, the first question, he was asked about the um, blocking of these skilled position players. John Emery's gotten a lot of love. I say John Emery. Um, Josh Williams has gotten a lot of love for his blocking ability. Um, God, Josh Williams, his blocking was so good. Not one, but two pancake blocks that, you know, ended up being really massive plays. Now, the last one was, you know, kind of sort of at the end, but the first one, which sprung along Jaden Daniels' run, was huge, absolutely huge. Um, I was glad that Malik Neighbors got his love today. This will sound like a hot take as well, but you can make a case that Malik Neighbors is the best LSU wide receiver ever. You could the, the case can be made. Um, but Brian Kelly simply said today he thinks Malik Neighbors is the best wide receiver in the country. Obviously, Ohio State fans, as Brian Kelly also mentions, going to think that uh, their guy is the best wide receiver in the country. And look, Marvin Harrison is absolutely absurd. Okay, so you know, tomato, tomato. I, I do think Malik is a little bit closer to Marvin Harrison than people um would would give him credit for. Okay. Um, Jimmy Lindsay is back with the team, the defensive line coach, more of an administrative uh, role, as you'll see here. Um, strength of schedule uh, with the Heisman Trophy candidates so far, LSU's strength of schedule is by far the best. The other Heisman candidates, Bo Nix, Oregon, 53rd strength of schedule, Washington, 43rd strength of schedule, Ohio State, 39th strength of schedule. Uh, Michigan, 65 strength of schedule. Florida State, 55 strength of schedule. LSU, once again, the toughest schedule. And one thing that did help Jaden Daniels' Heisen candidacy today um, or this weekend might not have been just the Florida game that he had, which was simply transcendent, but the Missouri victory looks so much better in retrospect, right? You have one 
replacement level, decent starting quarterback in Joe Milton put up seven points versus Missouri and Jaden Daniels put up 49. So Jaden Daniels, well, he put up 42, but still, let's just say 42. Jaden Daniels, 6 x and uh, a replacement level quarterback. Now, once again, that's not a apples to apples, if you will, but it goes to show you how freaking good Jaden Daniels has been, right? He has 6 x a replacement level quarterback, right? And the QPR actually argument, which is a better you know representation of over, overall quarterback performance, that that actually also paints a picture that Jaden Daniels really, really, really is special. Okay, so there you go. So that's pretty much everything you need to know from the Brian Kelly press conference. We'll take a few more here um, before I have to um, skedaddle. Let's go to extended film project. Welcome to the channel. The defense puts a lot of pressure on the offense to be perfect each game. That is true, and that's something else about Jaden. Is he constantly has to be great? Okay, for us to have any chance of winning football games. Um, Look, there are going to be so many Jaden Daniels and Joe Burrow comparisons. Probably not my favorite topic to talk about, uh, but, you know, those are just going to be made consistently. The one thing I'll say is Joe Burrow had a far better defense than obviously LSU has. That's also a good thing for Jaden Daniels, though. That is defense sucks, right? If your defense sucks, that means you have to be far more aggressive as a play caller, right? If you have an elite defense, you don't have to be as aggressive as a play caller, right? Because you're not playing from behind. Um, You're you're not um, having to constantly push the pressure uh, and push the pace, right? Um, You know, I don't think J.J. McCarthy is that great. I think he's very good. I think he's a top 15, 20 quarterback in the country. But one area where I will defend J.J. McCarthy is Penn State's offense sucked, and Michigan's defense is very good, okay? So especially with your coach not being there, you're not going to put up as good of numbers, okay? But even with that said, Jaden's numbers are so stupid good that – you know, any argument you make for somebody else is just – it just doesn't work. It just does not, you know, play itself out. Now, one thing I will also say about this, and I, I would like to do a deeper analysis um, on this next point here. I would love to see Jaden's numbers um, – and I know Jaden's numbers pretty well up to this point – um, you know, plus 96 QBR, over 400 yards of offense every game. I would love to see Jaden's numbers compared to Justin Fields' number, right? Numbers, right? Justin Fields is one of the best Heisman runner-ups I think I've ever seen with the season he had at Ohio State. Um, I, I would love to compare him uh, to him, but I, I would still think Jaden has better numbers than Fields. And I think at this point, Jaden is better um, than most – of the quarterbacks who have won the Heisen Trophy, right? You know, I, I do, do we want to say Jaden Daniels was, was better than Jameis Winston? I'll say that he was, okay? Um, and then that gets into a slippery slope or whatever. But, you know, I, I just think we're seeing something that we've never seen before, really. 
um, or at least since Lamar Jackson has is, 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 is played college football, right? So it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Skipper, good to see you. Uh, but you're right, Pierce. Ultimately, McCarthy had 60 yards, okay? There is no comparison. There is no comparison with uh, Jaden Daniels and, and, and everybody else. There's not. Let's take a look at a poll question before we take a few more here. Um, Jimbo Fisher being fired is a bad thing for LSU. Uh, currently winning uh, the poll. Now, one thing that would drastically shift this poll would be who actually replaces uh, Jimbo Fisher at this point. So I think I think that obviously is going to be very interesting. Okay. Um, I, I think what's what's fascinating is how many people are actually uh, how many people are actually going to want to leave their job for Texas A&M. Okay. Um, like how much better of a job is Texas A&M than, than let's say like Washington. Okay. Let's just say Texas A&M said, look, Kalen DeBoer, it's, it's, it's clear that he is an elite coach and he is, he's had two well above expectation seasons at Washington. And I'm not reporting DeBoer is interested in, in Texas A&M, but if you're DeBoer, like, how much better of a job is Texas A&M than, than Washington? Well, from a recruiting standpoint and resources standpoint, it's way better. But we're getting ready to go to a 12-team playoff, right? Do, do, do you really want to go into the SEC and have to rebuild something at Texas A&M? You know, I, I would ask that question because you can then say, well, how bad of a coach was Kevin Sumlin and, and Jimbo Fisher? Because you know their records were the same. If they're, if you think both of them are just not great coaches, and yeah, there there is upside at Texas A&M compared to where they are now. Oh, I love it, Christian. Steve Air McNair. I'm a huge McNair guy. Obviously, Jaden's uh, way faster, but McNair was an unbelievable runner. Right. It, if you actually go back and look at some of the runs Steve McNair had in the NFL, you would be shocked at, you know, how crazy athletic he was. Um, and obviously, he's he's a unit, right? Steve McNair was just better, faster KJ Jefferson, but for that era, right? Um, I mean, I you know he was better, faster Vince Young, obviously, um, but. Goodness gracious, I Jaden is unlike anything we've ever seen before, man. And here's something I'll, I'll also say about Jaden Daniels. If you were put into like an empty room, okay, and there was no colors on the screen, and the only thing on the screen was a silhouette of a college football player running, Jaden's running style is just very distinct, right? You know, Leonard Fournette is a is a very linear path. It's a very straight line path. Jaden's runs aren't like like a like a shake and bake kind of thing, like um like a Barry Sanders. It's not as much wiggle as it is a, like a slalom skier, right? It's a it's a thing that goes you know down a hill, if you will. 
um it, it's 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 unlike anything I've seen, right? Like it's you know, Jaden's speed isn't really like just straight line speed. It's him running at like weird, obscure angles to where, you know, you every single it's amazing. You can watch him on film and every linebacker and DB could have an what they think is an absolute perfect angle and they never tackle him. Right. And Brian Kelly was asked about that. And they said he said, yeah, it's it's his athleticism. Right. Like he says, uh, the biggest misconception about Jaden is he's not built right. Like now he is a unit. I think that's also been a big, you know, part of his 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 growth is how much physically he's changed. Not only in his body getting thicker, but his throwing mechanics, all those things have changed. So it's 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 unreal. It, it is unreal uh, how he plays the game. It's 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 different. It is very 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 different. Um, and, you know, if you watch enough college football, you'll see that it's it's different, right? Like, you know, Kyler Murray has this running style that's just unique to him, okay? Um, but Jane's running style is so, so different. It, it's, it's crazy. Uh, yes. Yes, Joshua, because we have an award to win. Huh? 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 I think what they're going to do is, like, when he reaches a few, like, landmarks that kind of matter to the eye, like, like 300 yards. Like, they're not, I don't think they're going to take him out unless he is under, like, 300 yards, if that makes sense, right? Um, but, yeah, we, we, I love Garrett Nussmeyer. And I would love for him to 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 start a game um, before he goes into next season, but we want Jaden. The the best thing would be Brian Kelly says, "Look, let's just run it up, run it up, make it um, make it no question that he is the the winner." Okay, um, and look, we it's. This has always been the case with college football, and it's it's going to sound weird, but so much of your college football legacy is your lasting image, okay? The very last thing that you do is so important in college football, so important. Your final year at a program, so important, right? Like... It's it, how you end. It's, it's so critical. The Texas A&M game is going to be so big because that's going to be Jaden's final week, and there's going to be a ton of candidates that get that extra data point, all right? And that extra data point, you know, some voters vote before the conference championship games, which I kind of like, but some, I think, wait till after. So someone correct me on that. Please do. But that final AM game is going to be so important. Okay. So, yeah, it, this is a good one from Pearson and Joshua. And, and let's see, I got to get out of here in, in, in the next three. If Kiffin gets to Texas AM and keeps his head straight, the game may be over. Okay. Um, look. 
Kiffin going to A&M would actually be a good thing for us. Um, it could be a good or bad thing, actually, the more I think about it. It does severely weaken Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss is so unbelievably limited to what they can do as a football program, okay? And I know I come off as a little bit as a Lane fanboy, okay? You guys, if you watch me long enough, you know the coaches who I think are really good, and you know the coaches that I think are really bad. And look, I, I if you've watched PHL long enough, you know that I predicted that Mark Stoops, the Mark Stoops era will get very ugly, and it has. I also predicted that the um, Jimbo Fisher era was going to get very ugly, even though I thought Kentucky and, and Texas A&M would have good seasons uh, this year. But you know, Lane, Lane's just special. He's a special football coach. But there are some things that um, that make you wonder, right? Obviously, Blake and I talked about at length the uh, current off the field situation with the you know the lawsuit and the player, but. You know, after the game, him saying, hey, we, we just don't recruit well enough to, to compete with Georgia's. That's just, even though he's right, I don't I don't know how good that comes off, right? Whether you're telling that to the fans or your current players in the locker room or the other coaches, whoever it may be, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I'd, how I'd feel about it if I played and I heard, hey, the reason why we didn't win is because, well, you guys don't have enough stars next to your name. Forbes, it might. That's a good point. That's a really good point. All right. Well, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for, you know, working with my, uh, my schedule today. I really appreciate you. Fun weekend in Baton Rouge. Um Unfreaking believable. I posted almost every photo in the film study. If I took a photo with you and I didn't post it in the film study, we took a lot. My apologies, right? There were so many at the throw in there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for making um, this Florida weekend for me one of the funnest weekends I've ever had at a game, right? Obviously, I got to see Jaden do something truly transcendent. But, you know, from a personal level, it does mean a lot when you guys come up to me. And, and say hi. Um, I, I stopped at a, a gas station, not even in Baton Rouge, on my way home. And uh, there was someone that stopped me and um, and said, thank you for the channel. And that's cool. That's really, really cool. I never take that for granted. So awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. It is power hour LSU. Bam. And tonight, oh, we're doing some chicken Florentine calzones, baby. Let's go. Ha, ha, ha. Let's go.